Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Coach Debbie. And I'm here with you every Thursday at 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And if you can't join us for the live shows, we offer the replay on Fridays at 6 a.m. if you're driving into work or if you're on the East Coast, 9 a.m. for your second cup of coffee. I hope you will join us each week because I'm always bringing you topics to support the stories you live by, whether those are your love stories, your family stories, your career stories. And I really try to get into tips and tricks and ways to help the writer because that's really what I do. I work with first, second, and third time authors that are writing their books, that are writing their brands, that are developing their blogs, and those are the people that care so much about the stories they live by because that's that's where their content comes from. And I get very, very excited to to let my tips not only strengthen writers, but strengthen the everyday person that sees, you know what? Every single day, I'm starting a new story in my life. I'm, I'm creating a continuum of a story I started yesterday. I'm picking up with a story maybe I left behind for a while. I mean, we just can't get away from it. There is story because we are human. It's part of our human existence. So I love, love, love to come on every Thursday and talk about that. Today we're really talking about the fact that it's summertime. I live in Seattle, Washington. We're having a beautiful summer. And a lot of people think there's no way I can write my book and enjoy the summertime pleasures like the beach and I am here to tell you actually you can do both and you should do both and I want you to do both and I have tips and tricks to help you do both because summer is still very alive and well here in the Pacific Northwest. We tend to have summertime weather all the way through the end of September. We don't like to tell everyone because we don't want to build our population too fast. In fact, it might be a little late for that. But we, we have beautiful summers here. And while you are enjoying your summer, you can also commit to what might sound like a pretty lofty idea. And that is writing a book. And I'm going to show you how. I have a mastermind coming up. I've sent out the invitation to all my subscribers for my newsletter. If you're not a subscriber, I would love to add you. So easy. In fact, you can add yourself. You can just go to www.coachdebby.com. Just scroll to the bottom of the page where it asks if you'd like to get a newsletter and put in your email address. 
And that's the only thing I use your email address for. No one can twist my arm and get that email address from me. I keep it safe and secure. And I just send out to you links from the show. Uh, I send out invitations for you to write in. And I let you know what I'm teaching. And I invite you to come aboard. And I often have giveaways. And we're going to be doing one on the show today. We're going to be giving away a 60-minute coaching session. If you've been walking around thinking about your book and it's occupying your brain, but it's not doing anything but creating more anxiety for you, I want to invite you to have a 60-minute coaching session with me so we can kind of iron that out. Get some ideas out on the page, free up your brain space, and let you feel creative again so you can do something with your ideas. So I invite you to hang in here, listen to my show, and when I cue you, respond. And I want you to respond by going over to Facebook Messenger and being the first response. So you know on Facebook Messenger to look me up under Debbie Handrich. And you know Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. Handrich is just like it sounds. It's H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. And I will cue you when to go over to Facebook Messenger and type in, I want to be the winner. And if you're the first one, then you're the winner. So I'll let you know when. Uh, I want to tell you about this mastermind I've got planned. It is my Writer's Mastermind 2020. Now, I only do one a year. And part of the reason is because it, it takes a certain amount of time and energy to find out who really is serious about writing their book and going forward. But also, um, you know how they talk about too much of a good thing? <laughs> I really I really try to spread out my time between offering this because I do think I, this is a really good thing. This mastermind is full of value, and it's something I deeply, deeply enjoy. So it's like uh, if you go to Disneyland every day, Yeah, that might take a lot of energy, but if you save up for a big, wonderful experience every year, you're going to really, really feel the joy of it all. So here it is, Mastermind 2020. And the subtitle for this one is Cultivating a Relationship with Your Writing. And you probably know by now that I always give away the first 10 days for free. This is just a time when you can be in the classes, you can be in the Facebook groups, we can communicate back and forth, and you can just get a feel more so about your own commitment level. And are you on board to jump in? Because I would love to have you. But it's not going to work if you're not feeling from the inside that this is a good time for you to go for it. 
So I do those first 10 days for free. Day number one will start tomorrow. And again, all you got to do is send me a little message in Facebook Messenger and say, I, I want to start that mastermind 10 days for free. And I will reply right away and get you the links and you'll be up and running and you'll be able to participate in the first class tomorrow, Friday, August 14th, 10 a.m. on Pacific Coast time. But no matter where you are in the world, you can join in live. So we are really going to be taking a deep dive into your commitment to writing. And as the show goes on, I'm going to tell you more about that. But for right now, I just want to welcome you to the first 10 days for free. There's no commitment to go beyond that. And yet, if you feel the commitment inside of you, I will forward that newsletter to you and you can pick out whatever package is right for you. One of them includes coming on this show with me and being my guest and talking to the listeners all about the book you are crafting and all about the dreams you are going to fulfill with that book and all the ways you are serving others because of your writing and we'll be making commercials for you. In fact, one of the voices for your commercials, if you decide to go with that package, is with me today. That is Eric Ryder. He is the engineer for today's show. Why don't you say hi, Eric? How you doing? Good afternoon, Debbie. And yes, I'd be happy to voice a commercial from uh, for one of your guests. Wonderful, wonderful. And today we are taking questions for today's show, yeah? Yes, we are. And we'd love to have someone call in at 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven. Again, that number four two five three seven three five five two seven. Thank you, thank you so much for that. If they're uh, toll free, we have a number for them as well. Sure, eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. That's eight 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 two nine eight KKNW. Oh, thank you so much, Eric. You uh. You, my dear listeners, are going to want to not only call in, but let Eric know if you're thinking about that package, some of those key words you'd like to hear in that commercial. But you can only take 30 seconds of his time because he is here to make this show absolutely wonderful. He's in the background always doing that for me. So... Without further ado, let's dive into today's topic. It is my goal that you are not only writing your book, your blog, your brand, but that you are getting some serious summertime, relaxation time, restoration time. This is important. I know. I worked as a, a teacher for a community college for 20 years. Actually, I worked longer when you think about all the different offices I actually worked in. Because I was 23 when I started. I went all the way up to age 51. Yeah, so that's more than 20 years. And I sometimes 
would not get a summer contract. Now, that was a double-edged sword. On the one hand, if I had been planning for it, it was awesome because it meant two and a half months of not working. If I didn't plan ahead, it was horrible because it meant I lived like a little rat or a raccoon and I was constantly looking for food scraps to keep me going through the summer. But I will, I will admit, most summers, whether I knew if it was coming or not, I would try to plan a year ahead just in case, just in case work would not come through for the summer and it meant I got to put my feet up. But I'll tell you this, I often said, ah, this will be the summer I write my book. I've got two and a half whole months to dive right in. But then I'd get into this thinking that if I do that, it's going to ruin my summer because I won't get to go to the beach. I won't get to hang out with my friends. I won't get to be just in this impromptu lifestyle. And then I'll tell you, this happened one day. <laughs> I, was, I was putting on one of my little iced tea English department meetings, which was basically just me during the school year, inviting some people to meet in the faculty lounge for iced tea and really talk about how's class going at mid-quarter. It, it was just often a time, we call it midterm. It was often a time when many of us got anxious and if anyone ruled the roost on anxiety, it was me. I was just all a flutter and I, I, I was constantly worried that any given quarter I was teaching was the quarter in which I would fall flat on my face and, and it would just all go up in smoke. And while it never happened, it was something I just dreaded, I feared. So I'd put on these little iced tea meetings and I would invite my English writing pals and we'd sit down in the faculty lunchroom and we'd have a meeting. So it was one spring quarter we're all getting excited. We've only got six more weeks. It's going to be summer. Even if we're teaching a full schedule, we'll figure out a way to enjoy some time. And the regulars came to my little iced tea meeting. And so did the new girl, Susan. And Susan was younger than all of us by a long shot. And she was sweet and she was kind and there was nothing in the world you could hold against Susan. And we got to talking about what we were all going to do this summer. And and we were just really, you know, oh, one girl said, I got to finish my dissertation. And I was saying, I've got to come up with a better midterm plan. I, I never have a great midterm plan. And, oh, we were just complaining. And Susan says, well, last year I wrote a book. And we all sort of glared at her. And I remember saying, really? You wrote a book in the summer? Like the whole thing? <laughs> it wasn't very nice. I kind of had a little tone about me. And she said, yeah, yeah. And I said, wow, I, you know, I, I would hate that because I wouldn't get to go outside. And she goes, oh, no, I, I went outside plenty. I... I wrote in the morning, and then I, I would take off around 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, I didn't want to listen to her. 
because in my mind, you know, at whatever age I was, 30, 35, something, I, I was just thinking that's not possible. And because I was thinking it wasn't possible, I didn't want to listen to her. In fact, all of my enthusiasm to ever be a friend of hers just went right out the window in that moment. And I wasn't able to name it envy at the time, but that's exactly what it was. She was doing something that I would love to do, but since I wasn't doing it, I just decided it must be impossible. But she showed up and started talking about how she made it possible. And I got to tell you, every now and then when I put together another mastermind, I think of Susan. And now I am grateful for her because she kind of took the veil off of my thinking, which was that you can either have a great summer and take your time off, or you can buckle down and give up your summer and write like a demon. And she really shared her experience, and I, I am, I'm, I'm very grateful for her. Uh, Susan. If you're out there, thank you. And sorry, I wasn't so friendly at first. So, I put together a lot of ways to make you successful. When you decide you're going to write and you're going to still get to the beach. We're going to be launching into that just as soon as we come back from this first break. So please stay tuned. You've heard that it takes a village to raise a child. Now there's a village that empowers children's voices. It's called the Speak, Feed, Lead organization. Founded by past district director of Toastmasters, Jackie Bailey. Youths and teens are taught persuasive writing techniques, effective body language, and how to speak confidently. Consider what a summertime class could do for your team. Enroll now at speakfeedlead.org and watch your teenager thrive. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Five things you need to know about measles in 30 seconds. The vaccine was developed in 1963, and measles became rare in the U.S., but low vaccination rates are now causing outbreaks that may put you at risk. Measles is highly contagious and spreads easily when an infected person breathes or coughs. Measles can have serious complications and can be deadly. It's also easy to prevent with a vaccine that's safe and effective. Please make sure you and your loved ones are vaccinated. Learn more at nfid.org slash measles. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web.
And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. And today I am really wanting to encourage you to cultivate a relationship with your writing. This is the subtopic of the mastermind group that I am heading up starting tomorrow for the first 10 days for free. And then we're going to get very formal starting August 24th. But let me talk to you about the whole reason for having a relationship with your writing. I was just sharing with you how one of my co-workers had told me she had written a book in the summertime many, many years ago. And I was pretty envious that she knew how to pull that off. But what I've come to know is that summer is a time when I I want to relax. It, it starts getting lovely here in June and especially uh, the 4th of July. And we, we have beautiful weather in Seattle, July, August, September. And 90 days has been one of those magical formulas for me to do just about anything. If I want to get my house in total order and donate half of my belongings, I need about 90 days. If I want to take on... Uh, some new skill and and do an online class, do a self-study. Usually by 90 days, I'm going real strong with it. Uh, right now, I'm in a health course, and I'm at day 60. And I mean, I'm really feeling the benefits. And and it started June 10th. Only, only actually, so 63 days. I'm on day 63, and I feel wonderful and the first day of it, I didn't feel so good, right? I didn't feel so good. I needed to start from the beginning. But it's all happening. And what I have found is a book is no different. About 90 days, and you find where you're at at day 90 is 100% different than where you were at day one. Especially if you make a big commitment to it. And that's why I call my mastermind cultivating a relationship to your writing. Because that's really what you're doing. It's a relationship. You're in. You're saying yes to the early stages. You know that there's going to be that middle ground where you think about giving up. But you say yes to that too. There's going to be those later stages where you're not sure how to wrap it up, but you say yes to that as well. I know when uh, coronavirus first started, I was in a very good position in my business to say yes to doing more volunteer work and to say yes to going a little deeper with some of my clients but I'll tell you this, by, oh, end of May, I was exhausted. And I really, I really wanted to put that exhaustion on all of the hours I had given away. But if I, if I look back and I really get honest with myself, 
it didn't really have anything to do with that. It had a lot to do with the fact that I wasn't writing anymore. I didn't have that daily practice that I really rely on. And I just kept thinking, oh, it'll, it'll happen. You know, it's, it's more important that I volunteer my time right now. It's more important that I give to this project over here because she's just about to go to the editorial stage. I, I kept telling myself these things are more important. And you know what? They were important things. But what was also important was my writing. And let me tell you something here. Writing for me has become more or less a lifeline. It is, it is something that allows me to have a daily practice. And when I have a daily practice, I thrive. It's when I get out of my routines that I'm more in a piecemeal construction with my life. I, I know myself better when I'm in a daily practice. I have a clearer understanding of others. I feel more present. I'm more expressive. I feel like I'm more honest with myself. I even feel like, as far as my career goes, I just show up better. I build more relationships. It's easier to write content. I feel like I'm more in tune with my brand. I, I mean, there's there's a lot there. But what what happens when I get into that happenstance relationship with writing is I just expect things to, oh, just fall out of the sky. And, and while I'm not saying good luck is, is lost on me, it's not. I, I love a little dose of good luck. I just don't think it will fortify me to do everything I dream about in the world. I feel so much more supported I, I feel like I am healthy when I have a writing practice going on. And so I call that cultivating a relationship. It's kind of like this. If you make the decision to be married, you make the decision to be in relationship with another. It, it's not just that you fall to the task level of, okay, we're married, so now um, I guess you fix my car and I don't go to a mechanic and I make your lunch and I make sure your shirts are ironed. There, we're, we'll, let's just survive on the task level. Uh-uh. You have a relationship. You're in tune with each other. You're speaking with one another, listening deeply with one another. You're watching one another. You're growing together. You're fortifying each other's life by being present to the other person. That's a relationship. And really, my life doesn't feel as supported when I get far, far away from my writing. I also, um, I have a lot of friends in 12 Steps. I am a member of a 12-step group called Al-Anon. And 
my friends that go to the 12-step group called AA or Alcoholics Anonymous, they tell me that they know almost down to the hour how many hours they can go without seeing their peeps. And it's not so much that they're going to drink if they don't go to a meeting every fifth day or something like that, but it's more about feeling really grounded and really supported in that big decision they made long ago, which was to live a sober life. And for me, Al-Anon is a sober life too, but it's a little bit different. It's a sober emotional life. And it means I don't fall back on the old tips and tricks that ruin a solid emotional foundation. Cultivating a writer's relationship is kind of similar. It means that in community with others and in a a definite commitment with myself, I write, I share, I am vulnerable, I am a willing listener, I am building relationship about around writing because I know it's what helps me thrive. And sometimes I think people take it for granted and think, oh yeah, I, you know, I was in that writing class and wow, that was a really good time in my life and yeah, it was really cool, I liked it. And off they go. But what I can tell you is because I needed more than that and I've hung around for more than that. I've started mastermind groups. I've purchased my participation into other people's mastermind groups. What I have found is that that is a really solid place for me to be. And, and so it's something I love to offer. Now, I have three tricks And we're going to go over this in tomorrow's class. Again, if you want those first 10 days for free, there's no catch. There's no hook. There's no, uh, I'll give you 10 days for free, and then all of a sudden you owe me $5,000 for something. There's nothing like that. I just want to give you 10 days so you can see what it's like and see if you want to make any decisions to come on after that. But there are no hard feelings if everything you need, you get in those 10 days. But it'd be really fun to have you come along and at least have that. So in my first 10 days, I'm going to be talking a lot about these three steps coming up here. Because these three steps allow you to be in a mastermind group, to be writing your book, to be investing in your brand, to be redoing your your blog in any way, shape, and form, they allow you to make that big commitment you want to make and enjoy summer. You don't have to choose. You don't have to say, I, I got to put it off till next year because the weather this summer is so darn good. You can actually have both. So, just, just a quick reminder, I told you that I would be taking your questions and I see I don't have any questions yet 
And I do thrive on those as well. So head on over to Facebook Messenger if you want to ask a question today. And also be standing by because very soon I'm going to give you the cue to go to Facebook Messenger and let me know you want to be that person that gets my 60-minute giveaway for a coaching session. Yeah. Ah, thank you. I needed a little water there. So here are my three tips. One, two, three. And they all have the word decide in them. Because I've come to understand, boy, have I come to understand so much first in 12 steps. And I've been pretty religious about attending those meetings now for Mm, about 14 years here. And I did them back in my 20s for a little while too. I came to have a relationship with the word decide. So I want to give you this three-part, oh, I want to say just, just a building block for you and your writing. Step number one, if you want to enjoy summer, and you want to write your book, you want to write your blog, you want to write your plan, and you don't want to put it off till next summer. This is step number one. You must decide, I am a writer. You sitting with that? Did you hear that? You must decide, I am a writer. And it goes kind of like this. I want you to think back now, if you went to college... I want you to think back to that summer before college. Now remember, you had to do some prep before you stepped foot into your first day as a college student, but you had already been accepted to your choice college. You had already been communicating with them. You had already accepted the scholarship or the grants, or you had set up your financial aid. You had already picked your classes. You had already researched a little about your teacher, if you were smart. Maybe you had your textbooks. Maybe you even looked at them. You were even thinking about a major. You were doing this stuff. You were doing all this stuff before day one of college. So I beg to argue that you became a college student before that first day when you walked into class. You did. There was a lot of work to get you to that first day in class. You claimed the identity of a college student. And that is part of the reason you did well. Now, I'm not saying all the people that gave all that energy were the A students and the people that blew it off were the F students. I'm not saying that. But for those of you that remember the investment, I want you to think about this. That was truly you saying I identify as a college student, and you did it well before that first day of class. I know I did. I knew I was going to be an English major, even though I told no one. I knew it. 
those things happen before the first day. And the same thing is true before your book gets published. You claim you are an author. You claim you're a writer. You make claims before that book is done, before that blog is public. You make those claims and you get to work. It is really important to make this decision. I am a writer. It shapes your identity. It is, I think, step number one to succeeding at not only getting out to the beach in the summertime, but also getting those 90 days in and writing your book. Now, spoiler alert, I once wrote a book in two weeks and two days, and it was because I gave myself 90 days and because I got so infatuated in the writing process that it ended up only being two weeks and two days. Granted, I had thought a lot about it. Granted, I had a lot of notes to work off of. But, truth be told, two weeks, two days, done. Yeah. So, it can happen. It can, if it happened to me, a girl who loves to procrastinate, it can happen to you as well. I got to take one more break. I see that somebody is typing like a maniac in the messenger. So I want to read what that is. And we're going to come back with the second two steps. Stay tuned. You've heard that it takes a village to raise a child. Now there's a village that empowers children's voices. It's called the Speak, Feed, Lead organization. Founded by past district director of Toastmasters, Jackie Bailey. Youths and teens are taught persuasive writing techniques, effective body language, and how to speak confidently. Consider what a summertime class could do for your team. Enroll now at speakfeedlead.org and watch your teenager thrive. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. We're talking today about how to have your summertime fun and write that book. Both can happen. I almost think it's easier. It's easier to have a great project you love going on while 
there's some great weather out there because you can go and reward yourself with that great weather. We have this great question that's coming in from Nicole. It's long, but I'm sure it's one that you can all relate to. So before I dive into our question, I just want to remind you, we're talking about these three ways that we decide to get things done. And I just shared with you that number one, you need to decide to take on the identity of a writer. And you do it right now. You don't wait until somebody gives you the great comment that your blog post was fabulous. You decide every morning and you you reiterate it to yourself every morning, I'm a writer. And that's what helps give you your steam and going forward into your day. Nicole, who I've not heard from for a while, writes in, and I really, I really appreciate what you're saying here, Nicole. She says, in today's times, it's hard for me to even think about how an entrepreneur or a writer like me could have any control in today's economy. I know I can't control my customers either. I also know that I have no control over my readers or how many readers I have. I can't control my competitors. These are the things that have me tossing and turning in the middle of the night and that suck up my time during the day when I should be writing. (laughs) It's brought me to a grinding halt. My business is not going well and my writing is not going well either. I follow you and I am always happy to receive your advice. I will be in the 10-day, oh yay, I will be in the 10-day freebie and I would love to be your contestant for the 60-day challenge. Oh, Nicole, I'm so sorry. It's not a 60-day challenge. It's a it's a 60 minute coaching call. Yeah, it's a 60 minute coaching call. So I'm going to announce that in just a minute. Um, but if nobody gets behind you, yeah, you'll be the girl to get it. Uh, going back to Nicole's note, I thought a good schedule would be enough to give me the superpower to sit down and write. I thought that would guarantee my success. If I just saw at 7 a.m., I will write. That would be enough, but it hasn't because I'm flooded with other thoughts. I would so love your help. I need to be restored to sanity, as they say in your beloved 12 Steps program. (laughs) Yes. Wow, Nicole, thank you. Um, Thank you for writing in. I love getting these questions. It is so true. We cannot control who reads our stuff. We can't control what we perceive as competition, uh, we definitely have no control over the economy. You're right. We don't have that kind of control. If we wanted to just do a, a show on control, we could do that, and we would find we really, really have very little control in the world. But what we have a lot of, a lot, is the opportunity to work together. And what I find is that when I work in community with others, when I quit trying to do everything 
by myself. I get back into some sort of rhythm. And and it might sound like, oh, that's real easy, you know, to just say community. But honestly, there are many, many, many ways to start community. And you only need two other people. And you're off and running. That's it. You can you can go with a pair, like a mate or a pair or a business partner. But if you and one other person and one of their friends want to start, you are doing what we call those those instrumental building blocks of starting community. I just had these little iced tea groups at the college where we would come together and brainstorm our ways through the midterm. Nicole, what I want you to know is that while you're trying to perfect your brand and create more content and do all the things that's going to help your business, what I really want you to focus on is building some relationships. Because underneath everything you said there, what I'm really hearing is a a bit of panic that you have to do all this by yourself. And I also hear you saying you want to be restored to sanity, which means you know a thing or two about 12 steps and you know that 12 steps work because of the commitment to community. I, I'm going to merge what you said and my second point together. You said you thought that starting work at 7 a.m. every day and just seeing it on your calendar would be the magic ticket. And I, I agree that that's, that's not a bad idea. I just don't think it's the whole idea. I don't think it's the whole enchilada. I think structure allows you, well, let me just offer this, because this was my second tip. I really believe that we must decide to stick with the early, the middle, and the final stages of any writing project. For example, some of us have more of a propensity to do well in the beginning And others have a stronger urge to bring it all to a close systematically and they rely on others in the beginning. But if if you are willing at the very, very beginning to say, and, and this is about structure to some degree, I am committed to the beginning of my project, to the middle of my project, and to the end. And you combine that with step number one, which was I make the decision that I'm a writer. All you're doing is adding a little layer of structure on top of a really strong foundation. I am a writer is saying basically from the mountaintops, I take on this identity. I relate to this identity. I am this identity. It is just like what I was saying with the college student. It's that person that says, not only am I going to college in the fall, 
but I'm not going to wait until day one and just see how it goes. I'm going to do all that stuff that helps me be a success for day one. Saying I'm a writer, claiming that identity, even in summer, allows you to know when in the day you would be strongest at that. If putting 7 a.m. on your calendar isn't working for you, it might not be when you write best. My client Eddie and I just determined, just yesterday actually, we just determined that that wasn't working for him either. And what he told me is that he writes in big streaks. And because he runs a business, he has basically decided the weekdays are not going to be the time that he puts out the energy for his book. He's decided that Saturday and Sunday is when he's going to really sit down and have those three-hour blocks, basically six hours in the weekend, and go for it because it's what fills him up. It's what keeps him in the flow. It's what allows him to identify as a writer. So, my dear Nicole... I think you're trying to find your rhythm, but you're going to have to draw a line through any structure that's not working for you and be willing to try a new one. So yes, I am excited that you are going to join me for the first 10 days. I will get those links to you. And uh, now is the time for you or anyone else to go to Messenger And to let me know you would like to be that person who gets the 60-minute coaching call for free. We're going to sit down and structure what it is on your mind around your writing project, what's holding you back, what's going to help you get forward. Those are some pretty constructive 60 little minutes. So anyone listening, please go to Messenger And be the first one to say you want to claim that spot. My final tip for you today, if you want to balance your time or your day at the beach and enjoying summertime fun and getting your writing done, this is my third tip. And it's all about purpose, but again, you have to make a decision. The decision is... I will use my writing to serve a higher purpose. Now, one of the reasons this is so important is because if if we're just thinking, you know, I want to write a book, or I want to write a blog, or I want to start this thing, or I want to try that out, whatever whatever the language is, if the purpose begins and ends with us, Sometimes it doesn't happen because the only one that really, really gets delighted with it is our ego. And it it almost comes back to how consumerism works. If we think, I really, really want to get out to the mall and get that new great pair of shoes, and we come home with it, that, that's kind of cool for a while. We, we got there. They had it in our size. It fits. We're wearing them. They're great. 
but doesn't sustain us the same way something really purposeful does. It doesn't mean we shouldn't buy the shoes, but I don't think we should treat our book or our blog like their shoes. I think usually the reason we want to write is because we're committed to a much higher purpose. We have a business that serves people in a particular way. And that doesn't just light us up. It lights up all the people that come to it, all the people that use those resources, all the people that put that to good for something great. It goes far and beyond just the idea that we want a book or we want a blog or we want to strengthen our brand. It gets big. Purpose is big. And you don't have to know all the hows and the ins and the outs and the whys. And you don't have to know all of that while you're going for it. But you do need to decide. I'm writing. I'm writing this book, this blog. I'm writing because it serves beyond just my desire to have a book. It serves something big. And I don't even know how big. That part doesn't really matter. But if you have this purpose that you want to help humanity be more connected, or you want to help people feel stronger, or you want to help people rise up and express themselves. You have no idea how many people you can reach because it's not just you and your book. It's all the people that read it. It's all the people that recommend it. It's all the people that quote it. It's all the people that put those ideas into practice. It's all this stuff. It's all the people that are influenced by it. It's all the people that ask you to speak because of it. It goes way beyond you writing a book. And if you're keyed into that and you're excited about the purpose being fulfilled, not just the book being done, the purpose being fulfilled, seeing humanity thrive, you, my friend, you will not only decide to be a writer full of structure and full of purpose, but you will easily get that book done in a summertime and spend some time on the beach. That's my promise to you. And you can always expect me to be back every Thursday with more ideas. Until then, namaste, my friends.